Welcome, space people. We are the Architects of Entropy, and this is Season 2, Episode 3. How we, how we, how we like in space people? Is that a thing or no? You know, it's, it's not the worst thing. I don't know. I can take space people. All right. Well, we'll space we'll, nerds. We'll give it a, we'll get, we'll, we'll try something else next time. We'll see what sticks. Let's send it out to marketing. Yeah. 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 Focus group. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Bad news. Luna is our marketing group. Oh no. <laughs> well, lots of doggy treats. <laughs> yes. Luna is the Christian's dog. So, uh, <laughs> Who is looking at us like very curiously? So maybe space people work. <laughs> we do occasionally have dog guests. Usually they're uh, they're coming from uh, North Carolina, but yeah, some local uh, Rochester dogs. <laughs> we can buy spacepeople.com right now for only eighteen thousand uh, eight hundred dollars. So oh, no. jump in on no, that right now, no, thank or. You. <laughs> No. How deep are your pockets, Scott? Get in the car. <laughs> Weirdly, someone might extend me that amount of credit, but I'm not going to be able to make payments on it. Okay. Does that go to that, that uh, old archived Heaven's Gate website that, that one remaining oh. cult member is maintaining? Oh. Let's, let's Too soon? So. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Uh, yeah, you want to hear about cults, there's a couple other podcasts you can listen to. But we are talking about actual people living in space. The crew of the Showstopper, or whatever they wind up renaming it, uh, if they do that. Sounds like work. Showstopper it is. Yep. <laughs> Last we left the uh, intrepid crew. Intrepid, not at all, just uh, a, a slapped together crew by a, uh, a relatively sketchy old man. You completed the first phase of the operation. Some stolen information from the Breadbasket Corporation. Uh, you made contact with a twitchy corporate-looking gentleman named Elwin. You were able to make the handoff of the data core in a somewhat hacked future approximation of a classic sports bar with a lot of bright lights, colors, and crazy random sports going on. Uh, you were able to get that information. You were able to uh, leave the restaurant with a data core without being spotted and without Elwin running away and without any of the other random corpse causing any kind of scene. Uh, you made your way past a corpse-sec patrol that was just kind of passing by. So far, this has been really pretty low stakes operation and uh, just a chance for us to kind of test this game out in a very uh, controlled atmosphere. So your ship is birthed at the port of Londinium on Earth 2 or Terra Secundus, depending on if you're using its official name or it's what it's known as by most people. And this was a uh, birth among many other births where Presumably a giant, gaudy-looking, weird ship like yours could come and go without gathering any attention. So as you headed back with your hidden data cache, you passed a group of Corpsec officers with a prisoner in tow. And that prisoner was your captain, one Sebastian Illyria Murphy Blaylock, a.k.a. Crescendo. Shock! Shock and horror. Who's this now? And as he passes you, he briefly exchanges a look, then a shrug, and then continues to get hauled off. So, we will join you there in just a second. 
A little bit of housekeeping I want to discuss uh, as we are kind of uh, uh, injecting uh, rule stuff into this as we go. So, this being a role-playing game, you have a, a series of stats that you can increase as we play. How experience works in Forge of the Dark System is uh, it's all based on, uh, well, a couple of things. Uh, you receive an XP for certain things. The XP uh, you mark will go on your character. They will be either marked in your attributes, either insight, prowess, or resolve, or in playbook. What happens is you'll fill up these little trackers. Once you fill up a tracker, you get to add a check to an action, or uh, if you fill up a playbook, it allows you to purchase a new special ability. The uh, most common way you get XP throughout playing is every time you attempt a desperate action, you will tick off an XP in the attribute that you are using. The other way you'll gain quite a bit of XP as you go is you will receive XP for certain triggers marked on your character sheet. Um, so if you go down on your character sheet and look where it says XP, and it says the end of each session, mark one XP in your playbook or an attribute or two XP for things that occurred multiple times, and it will have three triggers. First trigger is generally based on your character uh, and how uh, they use their specialties. The second one is always express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Uh, and the third one is struggle issue from your vice or traumas during the session. So for the first one, each playbook has specific things that are kind of based on the traditional version of the playbook from the base game. Um, we are not playing the base setting of Scum and Villainy, so I have no problem for us changing some of the wording on that. For example, Dr. Cheever Marmo, you addressed a tough challenge with insight or compassion. There's a percent chance I'll do half of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if compassion is the right word. What would you replace Misanthropy? <laughs> misanthropy. Can you address a challenge with misanthropy? Is that something you can do? Misanthropy? I think he's pronounced the long O there. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I'll have to have a think on that. Okay. But it's not going to be compassion. No. I mean, that would be a remarkable thing and should be noted. Yeah. But it probably, if I'm expected to gain experience, I still think whatever I put there, it's mostly going to be on the insight side. But yeah. Brutal carelessness. Brutal <laughs> indifference. Yeah. Expressing your beliefs drives heritage and background is kind of a catch-all for a lot of things. It's a lot looser than it seems. For me, that's just like things that are in the core of your character's background and issues with your vice or traumas during the session. Traumas, when you receive them, and I'm not going to say if, you will. Everyone will get at least, I say generally at least two traumas through the course of a campaign because stress is your fuel and the traumas you have are not there to force your character to uh, be limited in any way. They're there more really for an opportunity for your character, you know, for you to role play and create challenges for yourself on your own terms. And you do get rewarded for those. And then lastly, the ship itself or the crew rather gets XP and that is marked on a crew XP tracker. It's obviously geared towards the kind of crew you are. So for this ship, you executed a successful transporter smuggling operation. I think that's pretty clear. Content with challenges above your current station, you being a zero quality crew. <laughs> we sure are. That'll happen quite a bit initially. 
bolstering your cure's reputation to develop a new one, that's pretty self-explanatory. Expressing the goals, beliefs, the inner conflict, and essential nature of the crew. That's something that we're kind of discovering as we go. But right now, I would say, you know, the goals right now of your crew is just to be a functional crew. You know, depending on what happens, the inner conflict could be anything from you guys really don't know each other. Stuff like that. So, you did take a reputation when you started. The reputation you took was strange. Now, given when we were writing these things up, we weren't really sure how we were going to find the crew. So this stuff is changeable. You know, if you want to say you're developing a particular reputation, we put that down. You could have multiple reputations. It's fine. So let's, let's read quickly. I will talk about XP for the first session. Uh, we'll start with Mr. Muffin, Tristan Obadiah. Hello. We haven't done any desperate actions yet, but don't worry, they're coming. Let's see, uh, dressed a tough challenge with technical skill or ingenuity? What would you say, John? Uh, let's see, I don't think we did too much of that. We would think yeah, of, the whole, of our... you know, the whole session, even even the introduction, you know. Yeah, most, most of our introduction was go to the planet, go talk to the contact, and find out that our captain was just arrested. So <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an XP for your resolving the social situation you were kind of put in. Okay. And I'll put that kind of as a background thing as you come from a, uh, a very social group. We're playing fast and loose right now, but I just want to at least give you something for that session. It could also fall down into ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. It was a pretty ingenious way to do that. Yeah. Okay. So the XP that I give you, you can either put in an attribute or your playbook. So go ahead and I think you put one in a playbook, right? Yes, I did. All right, cool. I need mechanics hard. Zemgus. Yes, sir. You addressed a tough challenge with wisdom or the, well, we're going to call that the warp. Yep. I kind of calmed down what's his name. You uh, certainly did. You actually, you actually, uh, you did that. Yeah. Did you do anything else? Not, not that it was important. Okay. I mean, I carried my drink, so. Right, right. Yeah, that's that was kind of more of a flavor thing. So your beliefs, the background, or heritage, you are a mystery right now. So, uh, uh, struggle with issues from your race. You don't have any traumas, but your vice is weird. Uh, yeah. We'll go ahead. I'll give you one XP right. for that initial trigger. And we'll go to Remy. I'd like to think that everything I do is with style at Nathan. But... <laughs> <laughs> I will throw you an XP as well, largely for your introduction, because I thought uh, it was a very, very uh, great introduction to your character. Thank you. So I'll go ahead and throw you one. Dr. Mormo. Well, I very insightfully figured out the best way to get out of the sports bar. There you go. So, you know. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Which is the lamest thing a character I've ever done has got experience for. Well, it was a really, it. it was a real kind of a lame uh, uh, beginning of a score, yeah. but no, it was, no, a, I'm, it was initial. No, it was, you know, it was intentionally I'm not, lame. I'm not belly aching the experience. I'm just. <laughs> we know how much you hate experience points. I know. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. I actually do, but that's okay. Well, that's a whole other podcast. Oh no, I play in his games. Believe me, yeah, he yeah. does hate XP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the crew. I'm going to give you an XP for completing the first stage of this multi-tier operation. And there, everyone gets an XP. I think that's fair. And so we will jump back to the scene. You find yourselves uh, walking on this gantry 
towards the berth that holds the showstopper and probably six or seven similar sized ships kind of jammed up in this kind of giant like tube. So the corpse guys are, uh, are you're just passing them now? I will studiously be studying the birth numbers, the docking numbers. Like I'm looking at my communicator and looking at my, uh, uh, looking at things like I'm looking for a specific birth. And I will pay the littlest attention to whatever that is. Because that certainly doesn't have anything to do with me. And I will keep going. No, that's fine. That will not require any kind of role or anything. Yeah. As you don't seem to notice them paying much attention to you at the moment. So, uh. All right. I assume Tristan has like a hel- has like a helmet on, right? Or like at least a hat with some uh, headphones. He's going to attempt to hack into the corpse sack police band. Essentially, oh God, you are the best. I love out, you so much. Try to find out why this guy's been arrested. Yes, yes. I have you guys at three gambits right now. I- That's what I have too. Mm-hmm. So just to make sure, because I know, yeah, it's some gambits were spent, which is good. And them gambits, you got to spend them to get them. So, yeah, you have a communicator. It's a piece of gear that you don't have to pay anything for. Oh, I forgot about that. I would say this is probably hacking tools. Yeah, I was about to say, I should probably should declare yeah, gear. And you do. Like, everyone has a communicator. It's a zero load piece of equipment. You know, when you use it, just mark it down. But you could distinctly not have one on you for some reason. So... I am going to say that interrupting a radio signal is definitely risky. You're in a public area, so I'm going to call it limited effect just because they are a higher tier organization, but they are lower tier operatives in this part. Well, I mean, keep in mind, I'm not trying to interrupt the arrest or anything. I'm mostly just trying to find out why have they arrested him. Right. No, I get that. It's just you're listening in, but you're you're still hacking into a you know somewhat secure channel to do that. Okay. But what you can do is you can always try something to uh, to raise the potency. Ah. You have fine hacking equipment, John. Do I have what? Fine equipment they're using in this that will also. He has also- a fine hacking rig, but oh, I do. So I would say if you pick that instead of the hacking tools. Hell yeah. So that will raise that to a standard effect. All right. So that will allow you to listen in. I will I will offer you a devil's bargain for an extra die. That means, regardless of how this roll goes, someone other than Corpsec will be aware that you hack. Ooh, Ooh I like it. <laughs> Okay. I'll take that extra die. Okay, I love it. All right. Uh, so I roll 46. Oh, no, 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 because this is based off of skills, right? Yeah, so you're rolling your hack. Yeah. So you'll get two dice. One, two dice. Okay. Now you can get an assist or uh, or spend a gambit if you wish. I will spend a gambit. Here we go. Here we go. Here's a six. Give me a six. Uh, no. Uh, five and two fours. Five and two. Okay, so uh, that is five. That is a mixed success. I'm just writing a note. I have to. I have to stop and write things down because my handwriting is so bad that if I try and write it in passing, I'll never be able to read it. So that's why I have a thing. Keyboard. Yes, keyboard. So you are able to hack into their communications and catch some context clues 
as to what's going on. You'll catch, uh, well, here, uh, a little snatch of conversation. Uh, 2-4, this is X-3-8. Uh, we have a, uh, a drunken disorderly, unbirthed 78-4-B, bringing in a Captain Murphy, sending you an image scan to check for any outstanding warrants. Of course he doesn't. They keep going. You see the corpse guy just kind of level his little personal communicator on him, and it does like a quick like scan of his face. And as he's being scanned, uh, you see Crescendo try to like kind of screw up his face in a funny shape, and the guy just kind of slaps him on the back of the head. None of that. And they move out. The consequence is there will be a second of feedback from your communicator that will be somewhat noticeable. So. Hey, Pat, at the same time. Yeah. I would like to attune to uh, Crescendo. Okay. And just kind of say, hi, what's going on? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) First of all, uh, would you like to do anything about that consequence, John? Would you like to uh, attempt to resist that consequence or or let it fly? I will let it fly. Okay. And Zemgus, go ahead and uh, uh, we'll call this a... mm, it's a, it's a tune reaching out to someone who would probably be receptive in a in a yeah I'm going to I'm going to call this a I'll call it risky standard effect because when space powers go wrong it it's it yeah regardless of what it is it should be uh, I got a six okay cool so uh mark down a gambit so you reach out through the uh, reality and find the psychic wavelength of Captain Sebastian Illyria Murphy Blaylock, aka Crescendo, and uh, you touch his mind. It's there's a mess of information kind of rolling around in his head. He's he's thinking about jobs he's done. Do people remember that thing I did last month on Amaya? It, it, it's just kind of rolling through things he might have outstanding warrants for. I'll give him a mental snap, like a little snap. Focus. Focus. <laughs> What's What's going going on? on? And he looks very, very confused. How bad is it? Just Just go. go, I'll catch up up with you you later. later. Okay. All right. uh, Guys, I don't even think our ship is in this time. Is this the right dock? (laughs) (laughs) I'll have kept walking. Everybody else is back there, kind of slowly walking as they're doing. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Oh, yeah, you and I are. (laughs) Popcorn? Uh, No, we got to go to... uh, so there's a chirp that happens. Um, this is kind of all going on simultaneously. And there's a little chirp that comes from Tristan's headset. And uh, one of the uh, corpsec officers just kind of stops. What was that? And turns in your general direction. What's going on here? Who are you? What? Oh, is something wrong, officer? Yeah, let me... Let me see your calm. Oh. No... I'm on a call. Oh, you little shit. Didn't you get that fixed yet? I will come right up behind him and gib-slap him in the back of the head. Ow! Popping off his headphones, catching mm. them in my hand. So, a- as you say no, <laughs> the corpsec officer will move away from the others. These guys are wearing, like, light tactical armor suits. They have these round helmets. They have a, a, a shield that can go down over their face, but these guys are all... They're showing their faces. They're not, you know, this is not a serious, like a serious super tactical group, but uh, you're Joe Average kind of stormtrooper-esque guy, but he's just like, excuse me? I will grab Muffin by the shoulder, like real rough. Boy, what did I tell you? And I will snatch his headphones off of his head 
Now you apologize to the nice man. Mm. I'm sorry, officer. And I will hear no more lip from you, boy. Okay. Okay. Mm. Alrighty. What kind of action are we doing here? I'm thinking like a sway. It's like yeah, no, there's that, nothing to see here. I'm just correcting. I'm just correcting my disrespectful brat. That works for me. You're hoping to uh, just kind of convince this guy that this is not worth his time. Oh, absolutely. Alrighty. Uh, you doing anything? Getting any help? Um. I mean, I'm gonna help by just appearing. looking pathetic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can All right. So you can spend a stress to assist. <sighs> I do so. I'll call this a risky standard. Yay! There's a lot going on here, and uh, the other guy, the only one out of four of these guards really seem to even notice or give a shit, but. Alright, so that's a four, five, and a one. Yeah, so what happens is this guy just kind of hovers over you for a second. Uh, and uh, basically starts to like, I'm going to need to see some ID. And then one of the other corpse guys, as he's doing that, will just be like, is this really? Come on. We just got, can we take this guy in? You heard a chirp. Who cares? Things chirp all the time. I told you to, I told you to fix these. And Tristan will erupt in a bunch of techno babble that amounts to feedback. So... What the consequence of this is, is we'll have no immediate consequence. You will not be stopped. You will not have your ID checked. However, the consequence of this will result in a level of heat at the end of this job. So uh, you have the option to resist that. You would need to roll your resolve if you'd like. Or if not, there are other ways to deal with heat. You're not feeling like... You know, as of right now, you haven't... This is really, like, the only thing that you can think of you've done to get anybody's attention. And then, obviously, your captain being pinched. Yeah. Calculated risk there. I'm not... No. Heat's fine. Alrighty. Cool. See, stakes can just happen just out of nowhere. Alrighty. Burn your stress for me. No? Okay. Not six of them. That corpsec officer, he lingers for a second and joins the other three, dragging this old man off there. Have a good day, officer. Rick, give me a... I'll g- give me a one-die fortune roll. Oh, yay. Four. Okay. As this is going on, you catch just a snatch of thought as your connection with Crescendo is breaking. And it's a little bit of worry. It's more of a feeling than a real complete thought, but the emotion is like worry and concern about something hidden. All right. And then they leave. So you were able to make your way into the berth. Nice try, kid. (laughs) I at least found out that he was pinched on basically loitering so they don't know anything else yet he had a lot of stuff going on in his head where he was really worried he's also worried about something hidden i believe aboard the ship Mm -hmm. oh and he said we should leave without him that he'd catch up great that was fully my intention so let's keep going (laughs) we gotta go meet these people and uh 
I've got an idea where to meet them, and you tell me, Pat, when you want me to spend some stress for a flashback. All right. Yeah. So um, this is the point. <laughs> thank you. This is the point where I'm going to introduce uh, the, one of the best mechanics in this game. This is the point where your PCs will think he said that he was going to make contact with someone, but you don't recall who and when and how and where exactly you're supposed to go next. So what is the nature of your flashback? Well, uh, you know, on the trip trip out here, I was concerned. He, he had mentioned that, uh, oh, he couldn't go in while we were planning things. And I was like, oh, well, he's he seems real dumb. He's going to get caught. So we better figure out how to get to the people who need to get this because it's not good that only one person has this information. So I will get into the habit of, uh, as the other oldster on the team here, I'll get in the habit of having a late night uh you know not that there's night in space but you know a late sometime on the ship uh nightcap uh, and we'll meet for drinks and then probably day three i will uh spike his drinks with some sodium pentothal and i will just ask him a lot of questions about hey how are we gonna meet these people what's going on with that this escalated quickly okay so uh what we'll do hey, is I we will poison him that was my original plan <laughs> we'll flash back interrogation we'll flash Get back to our earlier point uh in your voyage before you arrived here in londinium and you have indeed uh struck up uh, some bit of conversation you know uh, a little bit of camaraderie with this guy and he is a ridiculous old man but you're smart enough to know that a certain part of this is definitely artifice that he is a lot smarter than he appears, but your medical knowledge tells you that there is also signs of early onset uh, senility, or maybe just on time onset of senility. His age is really hard to read. He wears a lot of makeup and, and colors his hair. So at one point he's kind of crawling into this little cubby area that he has squirreled away from himself as you don't have proper ship's quarters, but he's kind of cordoned off a little area with curtains and uh, scarves and uh, costume jewelry uh, littering the place uh, that he has. I love it. He has, uh, you know, a little personal like terminal in there and a lot of old, old books uh, in various states of damage. One of the things I'm thinking about in this world is that we can't take for granted what things that have happened in our past that would be remembered. To me, it's a lot of fun to kind of play with certain historical events. Like my personal idea was that, you know, the works of Shakespeare are probably somewhat lost and uh, they probably have been conflated and mixed with a lot of other things. And uh, Jilly, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just let you let oh. that just run in your head. Thanks. Mm. I got this one. This one's good. I got this one. You know, is is it The Merchant of Venice or is it an episode of Kojak? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Just throwing out a weird uh, example, but... Gotcha. He does have some, some old books and stuff, and some of these, you know, uh, are interpretations of, of possibly lost art. But you come in and bring him a drink. Ah, the good doctor. <laughs> I see oh. you bring a much-needed libation to soothe my aching brain. Please, please have a seat. And he like throws a scarf off a bit of bed there. And he's, I'll move the jagged piece of costume jewelry that he missed off the bed <laughs> onto a different thing where I just carefully, the, any movement and that whole pile's coming down, but that's okay. I'll be gone before that happens. Ah, yes. Well, uh, it's, it's nice to be working again. Seems like this life agrees with you, although I would uh, think you would want more elaborate quarters. Oh, 
I have plied my trade in so many various places of ill repute and low economic status that I can rest my brain in any small cubby imaginable, and all I need do is retreat into my memory fortress, and I can lose myself in performances of old. Ah, that would be a handy trick. I always find it uh, difficult. And he lets out a very, very almost imperceptible fart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, no. Oh, I love that we're using video now because I can see that I think I might have broken Scout just a little bit. That's, um, that's what happens when I do it. Uh, that you call that a fart? And I will really. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to need some good action roll for this. Yeah. I'm going to call yeah. this a tune. Yeah. <laughs> the life support system cannot take it. <laughs> People in the galley start gagging. What is that? Oh, God. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm happy that this one doesn't seem to be uh, uh, too dangerous as long as we play this one cool. And I'll just talk about the... I, I don't want to yeah, you know, yeah. spend the bulk of this session with small talk with a no, crazy no, no. senile old man. So uh, I will... <laughs> you guys get that every week with me. Anyway, um, but uh, uh, I'll just chat about the thing. Like, oh, this is good. That's the risk. And just I want to get him talking about sure. the... Like the job, even if it's in an oblique way, so that's top okay. of mind. This is a uh, basically you're just trying to just get the information out of him. You're applying yeah. him with some uh, inebriating agent of some kind. Mm-hmm. And I've I've got a whole big old med kit. I'm sure I can yeah. put something in there that'll make him a little bit more chatty. I will call this a controlled greater effect. Okay. And is this a sway? Sway is probably the thing most appropriate. And I will spend some stress to get an extra die here. Okay. So you push yourself. Yeah. Uh, that is a five. So what you will find out from him is that you have a comm link with an agent uh, with Truth Ascendant, and that once you have the item, you are to travel to the Terang system, which was actually where you came from, which is just one, you know, one jump away. And then ping an agent that goes by scoop. And then you will receive coordinates for where to go next. And that's pretty much what you get from him. Okay. It sounds like pretty much that's likely all he knows. Is it a special comm link that he's got hidden on the ship? Or is it a, is his comm link that we need to use? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, you know, I thought we should probably check on that. No, 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 yeah. I'm going to say it's in the ship's communicator. I don't have to go bust him out just to get a thing because he rolled a five. No, seems ridiculous. That'd be another flashback. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that could be. Yes, absolutely. That would be me accidentally drinking the truth serum and me going, man, I don't know. He's got the comic on him. I don't know. We're going to get it out. Like, oh, wait. No, the best situation is, you know, you roll a one, then you try it again, push it up to a risky, and then Mm. you roll another one, and you accidentally drank some of your mushroom wing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mushroom whiskey. I, I'm not oh. going to lie to you. My first thought when you bust that out was that Crescendo was going to drink it at some point. But yeah, nah, it was too easy. Yeah. Uh, or then again, who knows? Where did you put that mushroom whiskey? It's in an old Whizbang cola bottle that I've got oh, restoppered right. in, right. in, in whatever paths for my quarters right now. I will call that a one-stress flashback. Okay. You know what the next steps are. All right. So, uh, you guys head to the berth. And... You uh, walk basically through this maze of other ships. 
basically what happens is, you know, the ships will land in this tube and then they will get strapped up to this, you know, to this thing that will move them around in the berth and set them in an area. You know, it's a, it's a pretty rough operation, but, you know, it, it generally doesn't cause damage to most ships. Some shit on the ship will just fall off all of the time because there's so many random doodads and crap on the ship that are just kind of hack <laughs> slapped to it with gun. tape and duct tape and and we gotta stick this Emmy back on here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you uh, manage to find your way through the maze of ships to your ship, and as you go to open the hatch that allows you into the ship, however you picture that, you will notice that. There is a clamp that was not there before that is attached to your uh, landing gear. Tristan, you will immediately recognize this as a docking clamp that is generally put on ships that are being held for some reason. We got a bunch of parking fines we didn't know about, guys. Is there a way to find out? I will tell you this. There are no corpsec people in this berth. There's no one guarding your ship or looking at it. There's just a, a clamp, so. Okay, generally a boo. So I'm treating this like a boot, right? Yeah. A boot will have some sort of label or something saying, if you want to get rid of this boot, here's what you do. Is there anything like that? Yes. You know that these kind of things, there is a communications output on it. Basically, it's like, it's like you know, click this, your communicator to this frequency, and it will put you in touch with whoever. So, you do that? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll, I'll do that. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Alrighty, so yeah, so you ping your you ping the uh, channel for a second. There's a little bit of crunchy noise, and then a voice comes on in your communicator. Be careful. Uh, hello, I'm calling to inquire about uh, docking clamp six two four nine F three six eight two Delta. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that shit. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking to? Joey Donut. <laughs> Middle name Baga? <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, how did you know? <laughs> well, Mr. Donut, if you could please head to the Dockmaster facility, maybe we can work something out. Well, can you let me know why this ship has been booted? We can talk about it there. I'm sure we can work something out. Surely you can give me some sort of hint as to what it is we'll be working out. And at that point, you hear some button clicking, and then a second boot comes and clamps on top of that boot. This is the more secure boot. Oh, you can just come here. We can have a chat. Down to make this uh, any kind of big uh, to-do here, Mr. Donut, or should I say muffin? I'm not a muffin. I'm, I, I said clear. Uh, you know what? Uh, picking up some uh, interference here. Shh. I'm driving into a tunnel. I'll uh, have to sh- call you sh- back. Like, <laughs> okay, you hang up on him. I do. <laughs> so that did not go well. Why is there another boot on the thing now? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you get the boot off from mm-hmm. inside. To be fair, well, I did say that did not go well. He did a little talking back. You should probably stop talking to authority figures, just as a general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Muffin, you, you're just going to not your strong stop. suit. Wow, that was, not, that was not successful. I love the initiative you have, honey, but you need to keep your mouth absolutely closed. Just zip them lip and, like, open your eyes. All right, honey? Okay. 
if you run into like a C student corpsec person, which is all of them, don't talk to them. You don't talk to them. You can talk to everybody else. Just don't talk to them. Jeez, all I, I just figured he'd tell me why they booted the ship. They don't do that, honey. They mm-hmm. just want to extort you for more money. <laughs> and you, you played right into them because now we extort it. Well, no, I could try to remove the boot, I guess. I, you, the point is to get out of this with less trouble than we went in. Oh, how do we do that? When Do we pay them money? Yeah, so, no, we, so don't, we don't talk to them. That's how. I don't. So we're not going to talk to them. We're not going to remove the boot. We're not going to... Oh, no. I'm going to go down. I'm going to go down and talk to them. And we're going to work this out. But in the meantime, you stay off the comms. Okay, honey? Yeah, that might be a good idea. See how much cash he's got in here. Because I highly question whether we have enough cash to work this out. I can be real persuasive when I want. You have a cred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So are you uh, going to the docking facility? Yeah. Remy and Zero gonna go. We all gonna go. Why don't Remy and Zero go, and then uh, Muffin and I can take the time to go through the ship's computer and get the information we need to contact the guys. So we. I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, your cool. your ship. You have not been locked we, out of your ship. Yeah, so we can just dig around on the ship and cause trouble. Yeah, Remy, you know these situations fairly well. You know, sometimes it's a shakedown, sometimes it's something else. Could just very well be that this guy noticed. Uh, you know, this ship got flagged, and you know. Thought maybe he should be here, but you have a name, Takafa. You reach the dockmaster's office. The door slides open, and there is a tall, skinny, gangly-looking gentleman. Looks human-ish, but very thin and kind of wiry. And uh, he may or may not be played by Australian actor Bruce Spence. But I'm doing kind of a half-ass Kiwi accent because it just made sense. This is Takafa. Ah! And you're Takefa. Takefa, I'm the Doc Master here. Doc Master. Nice to meet you. Your friend is uh, kind of an idiot, isn't he? Yeah. You know, every crew's got <laughs> one. You know, you don't let on the comms, but every so often just sort of like slips on in there. Good with machines, all right? Fantastic with machines. Yeah, that usually goes hand in hand. Uh, no problem, no problem. Uh, listen. I just want to uh, allay your suspicions. I'm not one of those kind of people who likes to extort uh, random crews for cred to let them out of the uh, dock facility when they have not really been pinched for anything. I mean, I will, but I certainly wasn't until now. That's very fair. Very fair. But let's say I have a little bit of history with Captain Blaylock. Ah, uh, you know, so many people do... Yeah, yeah, you know, he's come through these paths before, and uh, some of the other facilities that I work at. Working for the Transport Guild, I find myself in uh, different places at different times, so right now I'm uh, killing time here in Londinium. What a little shit that means. So, how would you feel about this? We're planning on just taking off with his ship and leaving him to rot as he's been pinched. I mean, that certainly can't make him happy. Law of the jungle and all that. However, I mean... We are going to leave him here, but um, is there a uh, certain monetary reward that we can give you? Oh, no, no. I I already received my monetary reward. (laughs) Oh, all right. You see, uh, I happen to be aware of a debt that Captain Blaylock had uh, secured for himself. Oh, to uh, 
a gentleman named Grev Jilix, an operation known as the Eternal Star, and uh, I was able to manage that situation. Captain Blaylock owed some money to this man. He came to collect because he might have been tipped off by someone. Good work, Frank. Good work. And the genius decided instead of being killed by a, a bunch of gangoons, uh, he staged himself a little drunken, disorderly scene, called in Corpsec, had him run out, and received a little bit of coin. Uh, you know, it's just kind of things we do. Oh, yes, I mean. Look, the old man is. <laughs> mostly harmless. He's really just trying to get out of Ayamora Sector. We knew the risks when we signed up for him. He's not exactly a, an unknown quantity to the uh, to the freelancer. He has made a lot of enemies, this kind of strong word. He's uh, left a lot of uh, a bad taste in other people's mouths uh, throughout the Sector, and uh, look, you seem like relatively decent people. I might have that little research on you, but none of you, for the most part, seem to be maniacs or psychos. So, I'm going to do you a little favor. I'm going to let you go along your way, and we can perhaps help each other out in the future. All right, careful. You drive a hard bargain, but I don't see the harm in it. Just, uh, you know, watch who you're lipping with, you know? Nice guy. Uh, and this is how you get your contact to Kaffa, a dock master. Uh. So, he does have a really bad habit of letting uh, people kind of take the fall for his uh, misgivings. Not saying that he hadn't had plans to screw you over, but... <laughs> I'm not saying that he didn't have plans, but... Um, I think we'd be fools to think otherwise. Just be careful with whatever you got, whatever you're doing. There's always something he doesn't tell you. So, um, you being a dock master and all, and doing a little bit about this guy, how recognizable is this ship? I mean, it's not exactly subtle. I do know that the ship is uh, running several false idents that are uh, pretty good. It's just when people get visual on this thing, if they've seen it before, they, they don't likely forget. Fair. So, you know, paint job might be uh, in the offing at some point, but, you know, that's up to you. And I will say, it's not a wholly unwelcome sight in a lot of places. Blaylock hasn't screwed up every job he's ever done. He's, he's, he has some decent connections here and there. I'm going to go ahead and bring up your sheet here and your relation to factions, because some of that is going to be doing... I'm going to just stop, uh, get out of this voice, because uh, <laughs> you will learn that he has had good relations with True Ascendant. He's been doing some data transfer jobs and you know, moving stuff around for them. This is why you have your plus one faction status with them. However, you do find that he does owe a certain amount to the Transport Guild for past improvements on the ship. Gotcha. <gasps> improvements. <laughs> Unhappy. Of course you are, Sugar. I'll just remind you that this isn't a thing that just popped up. This is a thing you guys... No, put. I don't. No, no, I, know. <laughs> I know. I know that. This is how we're, we're no, framing it in fiction. No, this is just out of left field, and I have... this. Is, I, <laughs> it's outrageous. I'm not paying. <laughs> All right. Um, but considering the amount of uh, outstanding warrants that Blaylock has on him, uh, I doubt he'll be seeing the outside of a corpsec facility for a certain amount of time. Unless he plans some kind of dashing escape, which... I don't mm. really bet on it at the moment. But until then, and he does a little, like, kind of fiddling uh, with his computer. It's like, I can transfer the uh, official ownership to uh, a name or a, an entity, perhaps. Um, yeah. Um, random corporation. <laughs> the random corporation. Random I rather, corporation. I like that. Rather like mm. the sound of that myself. <laughs> 
Random, random non-existent LLC. corporation would be ideal. <laughs> Congratulations, you're a wholly owned subsidiary of EvilCo. <laughs> random goods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> random goods. Random goods, yeah. All right. So, obviously, uh, the encryption of your fake transponders is broken. It will eventually lead to random goods, which, of course, will, you know, eventually lead to, like, nothing, because it's not a name that exists. But, you know, it's all part of the fake transponder thing. I'll let yeah. our donut know. But until then, and then you guys, Doc and Muffin, you're standing at the ship having an awkward exchange, I'm sure, or just standing there in silence. Does he clear the clamps? He, he does at a certain point, but, um, uh, you know, he up just, until then, it's just an awkward... Out of the ship, he clears the clamps just as Tristan has got his new plasma cutter out. Tristan is very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, waiting till there's no one around uh, walking by and uh, fire up this plasma cutter, and then the clamps no. are released. I wanted to use the plasma cutter. Muffin! Nope. <laughs> what? The plasma cutter. Bad muffin. I knew she has to turn it on. Would have worked. I, I don't want to alarm you here, but there are things called cameras in everywhere. Ugh. It's all right, mate. You're a plucky little thing, I'll give you that. But, uh, listen to your friends. Now get out of here. All right. And he looks over to you, uh, Zero and, and Allie, and... Get along. Uh, have a nice day, and uh, we'll see you around. Don't be a stranger. Sure won't, sugar. Get on the ship. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah, before you go, um, tell your friend Muffin is, uh, people looking for him look a lot like him. You heard that, right? We should get on the ship now. <laughs> Looks a lot like him in, like, Family resemblance? Nope, nope. Out of the ship. You heard. You 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 heard Remy. Let's all get on the ship. He now. taps his nose when you say that. <laughs> gotcha. Thanks, Sean. All right. Get along. We're gonna scoot. Uh, hey guys, what are we what are we gonna do about uh the captain though? Nothing. Look at me. Look at me. We're the captain now. <laughs> okay. It belongs to Random Goods Incorporated. Oh, LLC, sorry. Oh, did we steal a ship? No, we appropriated it from a known and wanted criminal. It went up for auction and we were the only bidders. Yeah, so uh, we should get some paint. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and if we're going to not have animals, that we should eventually turn that into a medical bay. <laughs> not that I think we're ever going to need it. If we're not going to be recognizable, we need more than paint. <laughs> Gonna need some goo gone for all of that bedazzling on the outside. And that plasma torch that you just foolishly wasted someone fuel out of. (laughs) Oh no, we didn't even turn it off. (laughs) We we were felicitous in that regard. All right, yeah, let's get with re-skinning our ship. I like that plan now. Making with the getting out of here. All right. Oh, and and we should leave and complete the thing and maybe get paid first, first and then (laughs) then fix the ship. But you know, order of operations is important. Is it is it okay that we're doing this? I mean, like, he hired us. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> I mean, did you really like him? 
he seemed okay, a little overblown. Because I hung out with him for a while, and I've got to tell you, not my favorite person. Off we go. He's a real liability. He said he'd catch up with us, so, you know. Yeah, it, it'll be fine. fine. He's like a bad penny. He's going to come back around. All right, that's fair. When he does, we'll give him his shit back, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Maybe. Sure, sugar. Okay, good. So, you guys get underway. Who's at the stick of this thing? I think that's Tristan. So, with clearance from Tecafe, you have no problem getting out of Londinium. Uh, what next, people? Let's go get paid. Yeah, we gotta go to Terang. So you make the jump to Terang. These are the two most traveled major systems in the sector, so it's a pretty common jump route. It does take you... Well, give me a... Just give me a straight helm. Don't even worry about effect or anything. It's just This is basically just to determine how smooth the, uh, the jump is. I rolled a five. Okay. Ooh. It's, you know, uh, moderate traffic, so it'll take you a couple of days. It's about the same amount of time it took you to get here. Throughout the course of that trip, what, if anything, are folks doing? Cleaning up engineering. Okay. In the engine room, because it's probably an absolute disaster. As you're cleaning that up, I'm taking stuff apart and putting it back together. Important things? I'm assuming stuff lying around right now. <laughs> I may or may not know if it's important or not. <laughs> At one point, Tristan's like, okay, what if we didn't disassemble that? We kind of need it for not exploding. So... It can't be too important. I mean, it's not in the ship right now. And besides, later, I may have to fix it. And I this will help me uh, be able to figure out how to do that. We have the repair manual. Oh. <laughs> Look at the repair manual and as he takes it apart. It's like 40 it. years old. It doesn't apply <laughs> yeah. to anything. <laughs> Congratulations on buying your new Chrysler. <laughs> it is also just so many words and so boring. <laughs> Nothing compares to practical experience when you're doing it. You can oh, write okay. a billion books how to take something apart, but until you're actually taking it apart, useless. Exactly. Well, do me a favor. Don't start taking apart the engines. We need those. Not until we've landed and we're not going to need those for a couple weeks or something. Oh, here, if you want to take something apart, and I'll push in a big crate that has basically everything that was in Crescendo's captain's quarters <laughs> crammed <laughs> into it, unless anything looked cool, and then I'll take it. <laughs> he has a little personal terminal. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I was like, ooh, neat, little personal terminal. And then I will hand that. At Mr. Obadiah, if you wish to take a look at this, see if there's anything useful on that that we'll need to know in the interim. All right, who are you handing it? I'm sorry, who are you handing it off to? I'm giving it to Muffin. Okay, yes. I'm just not going to call him that. He's Mr. <laughs> that is fine. You can just, you can, you know, he's got, he's got a name. Yeah, it's Muffin. <laughs> I'm confused. Why do I need this? Because you're going to hack it. That might have important information we need to know either about the ship or about people who are trying to kill people who are in this ship or interesting leads on jobs we we should we should follow up on. So. Oh. I thought okay. you would be the most uh, likely to be able to extract any informational, any sure. data. And then you can do what you want with it. You can <laughs> give it to another random crew member to disassemble, <laughs> or you could use it for parts, whatever you want to do it. All right. So, Patrick, I guess I'll start a clock to go through this this thing. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do that. Let's um, call this a, a long-term project. This is something. This is something that usually is done in downtime, but this is an available thing that I'll, I'll put like on your character. Yeah. So you can always choose to crack this computer and pull out more information from it. That particular role will be done in downtime, so that's something we can yep, use yep. to. Uh, uh, any number of things, um, but I do yeah. like that as a uh, as a kind of a MacGuffin for this group. You have uh, Crescendo's computer. What I will tell you, just from you, just basically going through stuff. You know how sometimes, like, say your I don't know, dad likes to just make word documents and just puts them anywhere, uh, mostly <laughs> on his desktop. <laughs> um, they're copied, their folders with nothing in them. He doesn't know what file manager is even and has like, um, let's say, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just pulling it out of space. Nowhere. Not at all. Not at all from my own situation. This word document is named grocery list, final, final, final draft, final draft. What the world? I, look, this hypothetical old man, I once had to spend 20 minutes trying to make the title of a document only he looks at have the title centered on the top on every page. With whatever the latest version of Word is, and I don't even use Word because who cares? As you're going through that initial uh, uh, mess, there was a lot of communications and stuff in here that that are more encrypted. Probably some other people have been helping him at some point or another. So there are things on here that will be of use to you. The things you will initially find are his correspondences with various people in reference to people he had been hiring on to his ship, uh, namely you guys. You will find out that, for example, the Obadiah family is looking for any information on the whereabouts of Tristan Obadiah, and they might be uh, willing to throw a little coin someone some way just to, you know, kind of keep tabs on you. <laughs> you will find a picture of Zemgus, but another name on it that is redacted until that name becomes available <laughs> and he has a completely different bearing and look to him as everything you know like he's very different and that more in-depth description will come eventually <laughs> but it's weird and you will find a picture of a corporate id with a photo of a younger looking dr mormo which is uh, uh, if the R&D department of Bellacorp, which is a pharmaceutical and uh, what is a pharmaceutical and plastics. Yeah, it's it's biotech. It's it's Bellacorp, biotech and amalgamated plastics. That's what it is. Yep, Bellacorp, biotech and amalgamated plastics. It's lower on the tier on the corporate council than, say, a breadbasket or uh, amalgamated technologies. But they are a player. And uh, you can definitely see that at least at one time, Dr. Mormo was uh, employed by this corporation. And there are some largely redacted documents referring to a Project Myrmidon. But there's almost nothing you're getting from this except maybe a couple of other names, people who mean nothing to you. And then what random dirt would he have on Remy? Aside from <laughs> perhaps... I'll let you, because you are the most colorful of backgrounds here. 
and the people that you are from can fuck with reality, so. Yeah. Um, Remy has, at least what Blaylock was able to uncover, is that Remy has a string, like an unbroken string of illegal gambling charges. Gambling and fraud. <laughs> the the most colorful one that would immediately catch Tristan's eye is that Remy once uh, completely defrauded an entire Traders Guild outpost for more than two cred, running a fortune telling scheme. Okay, what was that? So tell me about that outpost. Uh, the outpost was a, a Traders Guild, basically resupply base. Okay out on the fringes of uh, the system. Uh, it's kind of like one of those like, like very lonely Lagrange points. Where, so this is um, probably might be one of the uh, outposts like orbiting one of, like a gas giant or yeah. one of the yeah, many moons and things that we will... Okay. Basically a truck stop. I a see. Re- yeah, yeah, like a really like, like a, a really hopping truck spot. And for about six months to a year Remy was encamped there as their um, local priest of the war basically bilking these people out of <sighs> cred after cred after I cred after cred after cred do not disappoint alright cool <laughs> that's a little bit you find out about your friend Remy like the mugshot for when, when they finally got brought in like they are in full regalia as as a war priestess. <laughs> ah, the oracle. Yeah, the oracle. All right. So the other thing you will find out that this ship, when it was obtained by Blaylock, um, whose legal name is Murphy Blaylock. All those other names he puts before. He, you will see notes from a Poseidon, Ares, Murphy Blaylock, a, a Pericles, Timon. You know, all these weird names from ancient Earth fiction. But you'll find that when uh, he originally purchased this freighter, it was converted to a theater. It was once the home of Blaylock Celestial Theater, and you realize that's those letters. O-C-K-I-A-L-T-R-E. A traveling troupe of actors went across the outer planets performing the classics and mostly uh, robbing people and ripping them off. This was many, many years ago, and it looks like a lot of his scams are run in other close-by sectors that he's probably run from. So not a lot of people in Ayamura would remember this Blaylock Celestial Theater, but enough people know Crescendo that you know, he has the best reputation. But, you know, this ship is not going to immediately pop up on corpse X screens. It's like enough scrubbing and stuff has been done. Uh, You do not have any inherited wanted levels or anything like that. So, after a couple of days, you will wind up making the final jump to... I swear I will will get the names of these systems. Terang, yes. Without having to constantly look them up. There we go. That's how you know it. I mean, I understand uh, Terang's OPS is under 600 this year, so I, yeah, I, I know. Get, I, I get why you it's don't. A, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, anyway. So you make jump into the Terang system, and that's where we will leave you for this week. 
as you are on the crux of completing your first job uh, as uh, we uh, roll out this game and this season and uh, all these uh, names and places and things that were just downloading into yours and everyone else's brain. So <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks, people. Bye. 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 Thank you, everybody, for listening. And once again, we would love to thank our Apprentice Architect Patreons, Jillian and John Christensen, Suzanne Bell, and Caitlin Thompson. We could not do this without you. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash AOE podcast. Have fun. We'll see you next time.